Sky Radio.
Hi, this is Mark Hamill. You're listening to the Ross Owen Show on Black Sky Radio. How are you? Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Ross Owen Show here on Black Sky Radio. Coming up later in the show, I'll be chatting to author P.K. Lynch and she'll be chatting about her debut book, Armadillos, which is currently on sale in bookstores. It's getting rave reviews as well, so check it out. In the meantime, we're going to kick off with some music. If you want to hear a song, send me a tweet at the Ross Owen Show or uh, look us up on Facebook. The Ross Owen Show. Let us know what you want to hear and we'll give you a shout out. Once upon a time you dressed so fine Threw the bumps of dime in your prime Then you People call, say beware doll You're bound to fall, you thought they were all Kidding you You used to Laugh about Everybody that was Hanging out Now you don't 
gonna be scrounging your next meal. How does it feel? How does it feel to be without a home? Like a complete unknown. Like a But you know you only used to get juiced in it Nobody's ever taught you how to live out on the street And now you're gonna have to get used to it You say you never compromise With a mystery tramp But now you realize He's not selling it As you stare into the vacuum of his eyes And say, do you want to make a deal? Be 
got no secrets to conceal
pretty words to say
from the Monongahela Valley to the Mesabi Iron Range to the coal mines of Appalachia the story's always the same 700 tons in the middle of the day I saw you tell me the world's changed Once I made you rich enough rich enough to forget my name in Youngstown My sweet Jenny, I'm sinking down Here, darling, in Youngstown When I die, I don't want a part of heaven I would not do heaven's work well I pray the devil comes and takes me to stand The fiery furnaces of hell
now for this week's special guest, actress slash author Pauline Lynch has just released her very first novel, Armadillos, under the pseudonym P.K. Lynch. 20 years ago, Pauline appeared as Tommy's girlfriend Lizzie in the iconic Irvin Welsh movie Train Spotting, and she's joining me now on the phone. Pauline, thanks for joining me. No bother, thanks for having me. First of all, uh, congratulations on getting your very first book published. It's getting rave reviews already. You must be delighted. Thanks very much. Yeah, um, it's all uh, it's all been a bit of a whirlwind, really. Um, I'm really delighted that people seem to be responding so positively to it. Um, but I, I, I try not to think too much about that and just get my head down and start on the next thing, you know. Now, from start to finish, how long did it take you to complete the book? It took a wee while because it was a stop and start affair. So I think I probably, it probably took about three or four years altogether. Um, uh, I, I got about half of it done and over, over the bulk of that time. And then, uh, once I'd been out to Texas, I found everything just happened so much quicker. So I finished it pretty quickly after I'd been on that trip. Now, you're, you're a busy mother to two cracking wee boys. Three of you include Robin. And hello, by the way, to Robin, Finn and Vince. I promised the boys I would say hello. Um, being a full-time mum and with your background being in acting, at what point did you say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to write a novel? Uh, you know, I think I was in a, I was in a, a theatre show and, uh, and I was trying to make everything work as well as I could. And, um, and I did this theatre show and although I had a brilliant time, I just didn't think it was worth it. I did not think it was worth the, the time and the effort and the and the constant adjustment that the family had to make for me to go away. Um mm. and I came back and I said, Let's 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 do this instead and I concentrated on writing and um and I didn't actually ever think that I was going to sit down and write a novel. I I, I did a few different um, we courses after my second son was born, and um, and I just did whatever I could fit into my timetable, and I had to, you know, I had to be when Robin was around so that he was there to look after the kids, and uh, and it was tricky because he's an actor as well, and he's a busy actor. Um, so I, I went off and did this course that was called Get Ready to Write Your First Novel, and because I I, I didn't think I had a novel in me because before that I'd only ever written plays. And uh, because of my acting background, that was where I 
thought I was a natural writer, you know, and, and drama. So I think because I didn't think I was actually going to write a novel, I didn't censor myself in any way. I just started mm. writing and I let my imagination just freewheel. And that's how come I ended up writing a book that's set in Texas. And it's got such dark scenes in it as well. Um, and yeah. it, that was a really interesting lesson because a lot of people say, you know, write what you know. And now I'm in a position where I just think, well, no, I, I disagree. I think it's great to writing can help you learn things and discover things. And um, I did a ton of research and I know a lot about things that I would never have known about before, you know. How did you come up with the initial idea for the story? Okay, so we were given a, a, a writing exercise and we were given a, a list of, the teacher gave us a list of about 30 half sentences and we just had to choose one and keep on writing. And so that's how it started. I was given right. a half sentence that started like this. I'm still a long way from home, but... And I finished that sentence and by saying, I'm still a long way from home, but I'm beginning to think I'll never be far enough. And uh, so that gave me the basic premise of somebody who was on the run and on the move from from something that was unpleasant, the fact that they couldn't get far away enough from it. Um, so that was the, the real um, the real start of it. And because they couldn't get far away enough, I wanted to have it in a big, wide area, which is why I settled on Texas, because it is such a massive place and the landscape changes so much depending on what part of the the state you're in and the weather is can be so completely freakish um i just thought it was a really exciting place to set a, a story what can you tell us about the story you said it's quite dark um did you plan to to go in that direction or is that just the way it went as as you know as it progressed um I, no i didn't plan it at all um as I say, the, the the basic premise was to, you know, this this person was far away, had to get as far away from something as she possibly could. Right. And um, and I think just my 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 subconscious must have said, what's the worst thing that somebody mm. could go through? And so I chose this young girl who's running away from an abusive family. And I think if your if your if your family, which is the bedrock of everything, if you can't rely on your family, then you know what have you got really? Mm. Um. So she was. She's a young girl, and she she sets off from home, and she just has to survive by using her wits. And uh, and along the way, she comes to realise that she can't. It's not as simple as just walking out of the problem. You know, the problem goes with her. She's mm-hmm. and that, that's part of what I'm interested in is the damage that's done to people um, when we don't treat people properly, uh, and 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 how that can manifest in all onward relations that they have beyond that, you know. Sure. Um, and, and it's kind of looking at how she, as an individual, comes to terms with that and, and a kind of maturity where she she might be able to move on in the end. Now, you said you chose Texas because of the, the vastness, the size of Texas, and, and you went over there to research it, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. When I was going over there, I was doing it on a budget. I'd won a prize at university for a piece of creative writing, and um, it was £1,500, which is a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money if you're funding a trip to Texas, you know? So mm. I was uh, <clears throat> mindful of every penny, and so I'd said to myself that... Um, I'll not hire a sat-nav at the airport. I'll find a Walmart and buy one because that would work out cheaper and I'd get to keep it, you know, 50 Scott, as always. <laughs> and um, and I landed, flew into Dallas and went to the airport and picked up my car. And I 
chosen a, a, a motel uh, really close by the airport. It said it was an eight-minute drive from the airport. That's fantastic. And I'd printed out some Google Maps from my home in, in the Scottish countryside and bigger, you know. And um, and I checked it and I'm like, okay, I need that exit and that route and this, that and the next thing. And uh, I set off from the airport and, oh, like even just the, the, the roads, you know, they're like kind of four or six lanes wide. It's incredible. And there was so much construction going on mm. that... Um, Exits were closed off, and you know I couldn't take the route that I wanted to go, and it took me five hours oh. to get to this wee motel that was eight minutes away, <laughs> just because I was totally oh, lost, my completely God. lost. And at first, I was really zen about it. I was like, "This is great. This is what my character Aggie would be doing. She'd be driving up and down these roads. She wouldn't really know where she was going." I thought mm. this was great. I can put all this in the book. And then I've just had a really long flight. I hadn't really slept properly for 24 oh, hours. Nightmare. So by the end of the five hours, I was starting to feel a wee bit sorry for myself, yeah. you know. And, um, but I finally found my motel and uh, got in, had a good night's sleep, woke up the next day, full of beans, ready to, you know, take on the world. Headed back out, like, I'm going to find this Walmart. I checked Google Maps having completely forgotten about all the roadworks that were happening. So the same thing happened again. I got out, <laughs> missed my exit, came off at the next exit, hit a pothole, oh, no. and I got a blowout, <laughs> my tyre blowout. Seriously, if I'd had a wee button that could have just beamed me all the way back to Scotland, wow. I would have done it. I just felt like such an idiot. Um, so a guy came out, sorted me at my tyre out, I took the car back to the airport, <laughs> and while I was changing my car, I said, oh, and by the way, can I just hire a fat nav? And, uh, and from that point <laughs> on, I had a brilliant time and drove loads, loads. And I headed north from Dallas, um, up into the Panhandle and back down through Lubbock. And then I'd kind of made a, I'd looked online and kind of looked at some of the major roads that I thought my, my character would spend time on. Mm-hmm. So I drove that route, um, uh, which took me like as far south as um, San Antonio, but I think that was maybe about as far south as I got. I can't remember. Um, but it took the whole trip to do all that, and um, and I didn't get to everywhere I wanted to go to. I didn't manage to get really west, and I didn't manage to get really south. And I'm, I, I was so disappointed about that. I really want to go back there because the place is stunning. It's absolutely stunning. Um, and, and what's amazing about it is you've got these wee towns that are ghost towns, yes. proper ghost towns, and nobody lives there anymore. And it's, when you're growing up in Scotland, you hear about this stuff. and You see, you it, you see really it in the movies. Yeah, you don't really think it's real, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're over there, and it's just, it's stories can just pour out of Texas, mm. I think. There's so much history there. It's so diverse. Um Story, and, uh, stories and songs. <laughs> and I, the music, absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's just tons and tons of songs about Texas. Now, um, yeah. what was the hardest part of writing the book? Was was there ever a moment when you thought about giving up or did it all just come flowing out after you, you, you got to Texas? Well, once I got to Texas, it was all a really serious project at that point and I knew I was going to finish it and um, and it came together well. I think the hardest bit, it was quite hard in the beginning, the early days, just to find the character's voice, mm. um, because she's she's a worldly wise teenager, so mm-hmm. you know she's a child, but she's she's kind of smart. So finding 
a voice that was neither too young nor too adult for her was took a wee bit of doing mm-hmm. and um and also just exploring those themes of abuse um just having to see a real awareness of handling that delicately yeah and not to be um to be sensitive to, to that was um I was very mindful of that the whole way through. Now, being being an actress as well, would would you like to see Armadillos adapted into a movie sometime? Oh yes, I wouldn't mind that. I think I could handle that. Has yeah, that thought has that right. thought crossed your mind? Is that something you would like you've thought about? Well, interestingly, I haven't. Um, I, I I mean, I was not thinking of that as I was writing it, but since I've completed it and and people have read it, I've had quite a lot of feedback that. Um, it, it could make a good film, and um, and I think that's right. I think the character is really interesting, and she goes on a very very precise journey, um, and she meets all sorts of different interesting characters. That um, I, I could actually see it as a film. Yeah, I, I really could. Now, what's next for for PK Lynch? Have you started on your next book yet? Yes, yes, I've started my next book. It's going to be set a bit closer to home, i.e. in the UK, um, maybe even in Scotland itself. Oh, good. <laughs> and, um, and and that comes with a whole host of other issues. It's so interesting, having thinking, thinking that I'd need a road for my own back, setting something in Texas, and the amount of research I had to do. When you're writing something that's much, much closer to yourself, it can be a wee bit stifling in a way mm. because it's hard to I'm finding it a trickier thing to let your imagination just go with it you know to give yourself permission to be free with it instead of thinking no but this is what actually happens there you know mm. uh, I think every book will be a new lesson I think a new lesson learned every time well when it get you back on when that one comes out you can you can keep it oh that'd be great Ross thank we, you yeah but we always like to hear what's, what's, what's happening and what's new out there now um you're, before you go, you're going to read us a bit from the book. Uh, this is where being an actress comes in handy because you're going to read it in character, aren't you? I can't do it any other way. I can't, I can't read a Texan voice in a Glaswegian accent. I just can't do it. Oh, well, listen, I, I think it's brilliant. Uh, I'm, I've heard you doing uh, a reading before and it's, it's, you really capture the, the atmosphere of the book. So, uh, this is author P.K. Lynch reading a segment from her debut book, Armadillos. All my life, I'd never gone anywhere. And I guess you could say I was making up for it now. Wichita, Lubbock, Abilene, Sweetwater, Brownsville. That drove so many places. I forgot more names than I can remember. I learned it doesn't matter how big an 18-wheeler is on the outside. It starts feeling pretty tight in there after a while. I was happiest out free in the country, going days at a stretch, seeing nothing or no one but the odd buzzard sailing the sky. It sure was better than the monotony of the drive. Once you get off the tarmac, the country came alive. It was green and watery and lush, or it was dry and dusty and red. Whatever shape it took, it took care to provide nooks and crannies for a child, or a young woman, as I now considered myself, to tuck herself away from prying eyes. I got a good system going. I'd get some cash and build up supplies before holing up somewhere in the desert, not too far from a town or campsite where it was easy to get what I needed. Waterproof matches, a lighter, flint and steel. I learned that fire makes a good friend when the lonesome dark falls. It wasn't difficult to find a cave or hollow to bunk down in. 
though sometimes scratch marks on the wall made for uneasy thinking. If a cave smelled bad, I knew a bobcat must be using it, and I'd keep looking. The night creatures I wound up sharing with didn't seem to mind me, though the same couldn't be said of the morning prairie dogs. I'd be lying still as could be, watching them skiff and scuffle about in the short grass. As soon as I made any move, they'd sense me and disappear down their burrows, quick as lightning. It wasn't like I was fixing to cook them or anything like that. They were just real jumpy. Guess fear is what kept them little critters alive. Fear is good for humans, too. I never got too relaxed about taking money off those truckers, even though once or twice it was so easy, I wonder why they'd never mentioned it as a career option at school. How's that for you? That's fantastic, Pauline. That's brilliant. I love that. I love how you do that accent so well. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I've read the book and I've also listened to it because there's an audio version available as well uh, which people can get online uh, I want to wish you all the best of success with your writing and uh, thanks again for coming on the show oh, thanks for having me Ross, much appreciated now we'll play a song for you um, oh, to play yeah. out, uh, what, what would you like to hear? do you know do you know something that this, that really uh, a song that I listened to over and over and over again when I was writing certain sections of the book is um, uh, Eminem and Rihanna love the way you lie? Okay. It's it, it's because there's something in that. It's it's about an abusive relationship, but it's ah, about the yes. the attraction that's there as well, and that's something that I've tried to keep as a theme through the book as well. Right. And 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 that part of the the that's what that's what's so damaging about abusive relationships mm-hmm. is that um, people become. To become addicted to them. Yeah. I'll cue that up just now and we'll play that for you. Um, Armadillos by P.K. Lynch is available online and in all good bookstores. Thanks again, Pauline, for joining us. We'll speak to you again soon. Have a nice day. Cheers, Ross. Bye. Bye bye. Black Sky Radio. Just gonna stand there and watch me burn. Well, that's all right because I like the way it hurts. Just gonna stand there and hear me cry Well, that's alright Because I love the way you lie I love the way you lie I can't tell you what it really is I can only tell you what it feels like And right now it's a steel knife in my windpipe I can't breathe but I still fight Well, I can fight As long as the wrong feels right It's like I'm in flight High off a log, drunk from my hate It's like I'm huffing pain I love it I suffocate right before I'm about to drown She resuscitates me, she fucking hates me And I love it, wait, where you going? I'm leaving you, no you ain't come back We're running right back, here we go again It's so insane, cause when it's going good It's going great, I'm Superman with the wind in his back She's Lois Lane, but when it's bad it's awful I feel so ashamed, I snap, who's that dude? I don't even know his name, I laid hands on him I never stoop so low again, I guess I don't know my own strength Just gonna I 
love somebody so much You can barely breathe when you're with them You meet and neither one of you even know it hit them Got that warm fuzzy feeling, get them chills Used to get them, now you're getting fucking sick of looking at them You swore you'd never hit them, never do nothing to hurt them Now you're in each other's face, spewing venom in your words When you spit them, you push, pull each other's hands Bye. 
Radio. Redbone with Come and Get Your Love. Thanks again to my special guest today, uh, P.K. Lynch, author of Armadillos, which is out in bookstores now. Uh, next week on the show, we have a very special show. We have a tribute to Gregory's Girl, a very famous, iconic movie which was made in Scotland 35 years ago. And to celebrate the 35-year anniversary, we're going to be chatting to some of the cast. So tune in for that. That's next Friday here on Black Sky Radio. Hello to Kenny and Louise in Coatbridge in Scotland, Bonnie Williams in Missouri, to Louise Taylor in Alaska, uh, Nicole in Massachusetts, and to Sean Lockhead in Pennsylvania. Uh, we've got some requests for you guys. We're going to play them. Keep tuning in. Keep sending those requests. This next song is for my good friend Mashie in Airdrie. This is David Bowie.
25 years and my life is still Trying to get up that great big hill of hope For a destination I realized quickly when I knew I should That the world was made up of this brotherhood of man For whatever that means Into a crisis
Job well done. Stand in ovation. Yeah, you got what you wanted. I guess you won. And I don't wanna hear they don't know you like I do. Even I could have told you. But now we're done. Cause you play me like a symphony. Play me till your fingers bleed. I'm your greatest masterpiece. You ruined me. Later when the curtain's drawn and no one's there for you back home, don't cry to me. You played me wrong. You ruined me. I know you thought that I wouldn't notice. You were acting so strange. I'm not that dumb, and in the end, I hope she was worth it. I don't care if you love me, you make me numb. 'Cause you play me like a symphony, play me till you.
That's Pieces from Dinosaur Jr. Where are you in the world? Let me know. Send me a tweet at The Ross Owen Show or leave us a message on our Facebook page, The Ross Owen Show. Let us know what you're up to today. Uh, hello to Bart Rusperley in London, to Agnes Tolmey in Airdrie in Scotland, to Wendy Galloway in Coulter, Natalie in Normandy, to Stephen Conlon in Airdrie, uh, Elaine Veldin in Airdrie, Caroline Johnston in Airdrie, the mad crowd there, uh, to Mike Martin in Washington, and to Roger Dawson, who's listening in New York. This next song goes out to Tracy Compton. This is Wild World. Smile, girl. Oh, baby, 
so you think you could tell Heaven from hell Blue skies from pain Can you tell a green field From a cold steel rail A smile from a veil Do you think you can tell Put in them hours, I'ma make it harder 
I'm sending pick up to picture, I'ma get you fired. I know you're always on that night shift, but I can't stand these nights alone. And I don't need no explanation, cause baby, you're the boss at home. You don't gotta go to work, 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 but you gotta go to work. You don't gotta go to work, 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 work. Let my body do the work, 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 work. We can work tomorrow, oh, oh. We can work tomorrow, oh, oh. Let's put it in a motion. I'ma give you a promotion. I'll make it feel like a vacay. Turn the bed into an ocean. We don't need nobody. Nothing but cheats in between us Ain't no getting off early I know you're always on that night shift But I can't stand these nights alone And I don't need no explanation Cause baby, you're the boss at home You don't gotta go to work, 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 work But you gotta go to work I'ma buy a new saline Let her ride in the forest with me Ooh, she the bae I'm her boo And she down to break the rules Ride it down, she gon' go I'm gon' do, she finesse I pipe up, she take that Put in overtime on your body You don't gotta go Faster too And I made a laugh 
made a pass I showed him I had another ring She said, that's pretty cool A classy girl Don't kiss in bars, you fool
Black Sky Radio. The Rolling Stones with Can't Get No Satisfaction. Well, folks, that's just about time up for me. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm going to play you out with a couple more songs, a couple more requests. Thanks again to my special guest for this week, P. Kate Lynch. Don't forget, Armadillos is in bookstores right now and you can order it online as well. Thanks again, everybody. Bye-bye. The only two things in life that make it worth living Is guitars tune good and firm, feeling women I don't need my name in the marquee lights I got my song and I got you with me tonight Maybe it's time we got back to the basics of love Let's go to Luke and Doc, Texas Waylon and Willie and the boys This successful life we're living Got us feuding like the Hatfields and McCoys Between Hank Williams' pain songs And Newberry's train songs And blue eyes crying in the rain Out in Luke and Bach, Texas Ain't nobody feeling no pain So baby, let's sell your diamond ring Buy some boots and faded jeans and go away This coat and tie is choking me And in your high society you cry all day So busy keeping up with the Jones Four-car garage and we're still building them Maybe it's time we got back to the basics of love Let's go to Luke and Bach, Texas With Waylon and Willie and the boys This successful life we're living Got us feuding like the Hatfields and McCoys Between Hank Williams' pain songs And Newberry's train songs And blue eyes crying in the rain Out in Luke and Bach, Texas Ain't nobody feeling no pain Bob, Texas, William, Waylon, and Paul. This successful life we're living's got us feuding like the Hatfields and the Corps. Between the Hank Williams pain songs and Jerry Jeff train songs and blue eyes crying in the rain, out in Luke and Bob, Texas. There ain't nobody feeling no pain
Take it away It's gotta be nine and day Just a man of the time 